Welcome to the Vegan Life Coach Podcast, where we coach you to coach yourself. And now it's time to become plan empowered with your co-hosts, 25-year vegan Ella Majors and mindset master Stephanie Aguilar. Hey, hey, Empowered Vegan Lifers, Ella here with my co-host. Hey, Stephanie. Good morning, Ella. How are you? I'm feeling a little perky for it being uh, six o'clock in the morning where I'm at and five o'clock where you are. (laughs) I can hear it. I can hear it. I'm still trying to wake up. Well, do you know why I'm perky? I'm guessing it's the Wim Hofer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So for our listeners who don't know, one thing we're doing right now in Vegan Life Coach Academy and our free Empowered Vegan Life Facebook group is habit building. And the habit we're building this month is breathing, breathing practice, breathing work. And we're utilizing the breath man, the ice man, Wim Hof. If you haven't heard of him, it's W-I-M-H-O-F, Wim Hof, super amazing uh, human being. He holds, I think it's like 21 world records. We've mentioned him before on the podcast, but he has a great app and he leads guided breathing. So we're just kind of holding each other accountable by getting together at 530 in the morning on Wednesdays with me. And we'll be doing it again at 830 Eastern time so that the West Coast can get up at 530 and join. And then what we'll do after this month of March is if our Vegan Life Coach Academy members are digging it. We'll, we'll keep it up in the academy. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done much of that, the breathing stuff? You know, I, well, I have been introduced to him through insight timer, Mm, Yes, but I haven't done a whole lot. Yeah. It's energizing, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. I'm wishing I had gotten up a little bit, just a tiny bit earlier and joined you because my brain is not quite working yet. I even called him Hoffer, not Hoff. <laughs> Fair enough. See, I have the advantage of all this oxygen having just flooded my brain. Right. Yeah. I, I need some oxygen flooding my brain, apparently. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. <laughs> you know, so that's my excitement. Well, that's one of my excitements, and I want to hear about yours. But did I tell you yet about the camper van adventure? Just a tad bit, but no, I didn't, not enough that I knew it was an adventure. Yes. So I think uh, a lot of our listeners now know that one thing I'm working on doing is building a tiny home of some sort so that we can get the pigs that we've been sponsoring for a year almost now for Hogs and Kisses down to the farm, but somebody needs to be on the farm, right? At night. Yeah. Yeah. And we can't do that until we have a way to be on the farm at night until Anne's house is built, which won't happen until the end of summer, early, early fall. So I've been exploring the whole tiny van or tiny uh, house idea. And then also a camper van idea, because I love the idea of being able to just go on road trips, but well, here's what happened. So I've been exploring the camper van thing and uh, I found this amazing van that was built out by an individual who basically made it an apocalyptic van, meaning totally off grid. You can live 
in that van without the need of electricity and be comfortable and be warm and have showers and go to the bathroom and sleep and wow. have food. And one thing that he did is he has got this mat, these massive solar panels on the top of the van. And then he's got little gutters on the side of this solar panel so that it collects rainwater and the rainwater then uh, drains into this huge water tank that he has in the van, which provides enough water and the power to have hot showers, not just showers, but hot showers. Oh my gosh. Is that not amazing? It, that's incredibly inventive. Yes. And if it weren't for the fact that there it was just because of all the cool contraptions that he has created in there, there's not a lot of living space or working space. And I will be working from this tiny place that I am envisioning. So for that reason, not going with this camper van. And I kind of, after this, decided that maybe the tiny home thing was, was the way to go. And yeah. I've got two months now. So time is time is ticking. Um, <laughs> so I'm back on the tiny home exploration. I've got to have it by by second week of May. So yeah. yeah. Stay tuned because I love to just cut things close like this. Just <laughs> counting on something falling into place. And you know what? It's going to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It will. It will. I mean, this is all of this has come together so beautifully and it's, it's definitely ordained, you know, and, and so it will, this will too, this This will will be one of those things too. Yeah. 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 Well, what's going on with you after our six week graduation? I'm still like reveling in that. Oh my gosh. I mean, what, what a beautiful, beautiful hour we spent together with, with all of our participants in that it was, it was mind blowing really. Yeah, we wrapped up our our six-week intuitive food and fitness coaching program, which we keep very small and intimate so that we can all have lots of time to talk, you know, one-on-one with each other and really connect and dig deep and have a safe, really supportive, loving community. But but the amount of, of love and compassion and courage and power that was that group that we met every week for hours. And I just couldn't believe it, Stephanie. And this speaks to you and Mm. your talent and your experience, you know, and all the dedication, hard work you've put in over the years to fine tuning your craft (laughs) of working with people, counseling and coaching. And, you know, you, you did these calls every week on Saturday And we had members that not only came to those calls that ended up being several hours long, but on the weeks that we also had a call in Vegan Life Coach Academy, and those members came to that call with you. That's that's true. (laughs) Came right over into another several hours. So it was like a Saturday with Stephanie. That's, that's very true. I would not have thought that they would dig in that deep. And I I mean, it was like nobody even fidgeted. It was just a powerful, powerful group of people and so synergistic. We could not have asked for a a more amazing, amazing six weeks. I'm really going to miss them. I am too. Well, luckily they are now a part of our Vegan Life Coach Academy. Yes. Yes. And they get to share their experiences there and the tools that they worked so hard at mastering during that time. 
it was just, it was beautiful. But it was such a success that this program is not going anywhere. (laughs) We are, we will be bringing it back before long, before long. Yeah. 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 For another round. It's intense. It is intense. I mean, you have such a gift for writing these programs Mm -hmm. and, and it's such, I mean, your, your mind just works that way where, you know, how things should progress and uh, it's such a process. It's such a, you know, amazing building the foundation, which doesn't always make logical sense in the way we go about it. I don't know how to exactly explain it, but, you know, we think a vegan program will have to start with food always. Right. right? And, And the focus has to be food. And that's just not the case. And sometimes the hardest part is having people come in and and trust you enough to say, okay, this is not how I would have imagined we should be doing this, but let me go with it. Let me just go all in. And, you know, you've been doing this a long time and I'm going to trust the process and go with it. And that's what, that's what these women did. And wow. I mean, the results, the results that they're going to have for a lifetime. I mean, Suzanne completely cutting her sugar addiction that she's had for her entire life and it's gone and it's not gone out of willpower. That's the right thing. I know. I know this has gone out of being able to now make a conscious and mindful choice not to go for that sugar. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And this ties in perfectly with our, with our topic for today. Yeah. What's our topic today? So a little insider information, <laughs> how this works. <laughs> we show up <laughs> and Stephanie asks what the topic is. <laughs> she doesn't need to prepare. <laughs> I know. I know. I feel, you know, sometimes I feel really bad. I'm like, oh gosh, Ella prepared the topic again this week. <laughs> and then I think, huh, I wonder what it is. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, and the truth is, you know, these are topics that we've been working with clients with for years in our programming. So it's, you know, it it really doesn't take a lot of prep. This is information we have been sharing with our our clients for so long. And now we get to share it with such a a larger group of people, which is why we're doing this. We can reach so many more people this way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what are your, what are your initial thoughts on the concept of cheating? Because I want to share from the bodybuilding world, but I'd love to hear just from, you know, the, the average Joe's world, Jane's world, what <laughs> not, not that you're average. That didn't come out right. <laughs> non-bodybuilder, I guess. Is that fair? <laughs> I am definitely a non-bodybuilder. <laughs> okay. Fair. <laughs> I know I would consider myself an average Jane when it comes to all of this, really, the f- particularly the fitness side. I'm a person who likes to spend 45 minutes in, in the gym and get out. So yeah, no, I, I get it. But, <laughs> but you know, that the word cheat itself just kind of denotes something that you shouldn't engage in. I mean, it just has such a, it has such a connotation in so many ways, you know, from the time when we were kids, we shouldn't cheat on tests or assignments. And so it has kind of that allure to it. Yes. 
you know? Yes. And, and then you kind of get into the whole idea of good and bad foods, which I, I think is a ridiculous notion. And it kind of takes the whole choice thing out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, you know, one of the things that you have said is we, we should build lo- build lives that are sustainable that we don't have to, we don't have to cheat on. Mm-hmm. So it's called a lifestyle. Yeah. When I was thinking about this topic, it didn't even occur to me, you know, this is the, the vegan life coach podcast, right? So we talk about vegan topics and as well as life topics and food and fitness topics, but I wasn't even thinking about cheating on veganism or cheating oh, on being yeah. a vegan. That didn't occur to me because that doesn't, it doesn't work like that. So <laughs> right. I, just wanted, I think I feel like I should just put this out there. Uh, there is to me, there really is no cheating on being vegan. Being vegan is about doing everything in your power every day to not contribute to the suffering of animals. And for me, that's human and non-human animals. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. You know, we, we think about the, the animals that we really need to be a voice for the voiceless, but human beings are animals too. So, but, but that being said, so not, not cheating on by, you know, eating an animal product every now and then that's, that's just not how it works. We can (laughs) cheat on a plant-based diet, right. But the vegan thing. So anyway, just throwing that out there, we're, we're talking in the realm of being a vegan or in the realm of the food choices you're already making more on the health side, I would say. Right. So in the bodybuilding world, that, that was the way you did it when you were kind of preparing for a show or trying to maintain the progress you'd made, it was all all about that Sunday cheat day. And it it turned in for most of my friends in the bodybuilding world. It wasn't a cheat meal. It was a cheat day. Yeah. It was one of those all or nothing things. And that is so pervasive in that world. It was restrict, restrict, restrict. I mean, my non-vegan friends would eat literally chicken, broccoli, and uh, protein pudding. That was their entire diet, like all week long. Wow. And I'm, I'm exaggerating maybe a little, but not, not all that much. And then what would happen Sunday? Oh yeah. Like a dozen, a dozen Dunkin' Donuts or Krispy Kreme, whatever your flavor, uh, an entire pizza. I mean, it was, it was insane. And then what do you do the rest of the week? Feel like crap and feel like you're having to make up and restrict extra until the next Sunday. It was like you lived for the Sunday Mm. and I didn't, you know, in my bodybuilding dates, I didn't have, I really didn't have any vegan friends, but that wasn't how I, I did it Right. because I didn't, I didn't need to. And now I had disordered, disordered eating and disordered thinking, but it wasn't controlled like that. It was like, I was, I basically ate very, very healthy most of the time. And then it would be depression or anxiety the emotions that would kick in that would cause me to night eat. But in the, in the general bodybuilding world, it was that it was generally that Sunday was just woo free for all craziness. Wow. But you know, for the, for the clientele we work with and for a lot of our listeners, this is about the relationship that you have with food, your body and yourself. Yeah. Right. And absolutely. One of my favorite quotes is build a relationship with food you never need to cheat on. Mm -hmm. Because how nice is it to be able to just find 
find some balance for yourself. Find the balance that works for you. Right. Like yeah. for me, I, I, I eat super clean most of the time, but I don't have to plan out anymore. I'm going to wait and I'm going to have my cheat meal on this day or that day and live my life around that and act like all the other days I'm denying myself. That's mm-hmm. no fun. Absolutely. I feel like going to yard house and I use that example a lot and having some guardian wings. I go and have some guardian wings, fully aware that that is not, you know, the healthiest choice for me, that I'm having a treat. I say a treat. Absolutely. How about a treat, not a cheat? I don't know. What do you think? I love that. You know, that whole cheat, cheat day is so a little bit reminiscent of bulimia, you know what I'm saying? Kind of that free for all frenzy, frenzy type eating. Of course, it doesn't sound like it's to that level of binging and purging, but it's kind of reminiscent of that site. I know that isn't something that would work well for me, (laughs) you know, and probably for a lot of people out there with disordered eating problems. And like I said, I love that build a relationship with your food. You never need to cheat on. Yeah. Cause when you're, when you've created a way of life, a lifestyle, we talk about how nice it is not to be constantly getting on and off that wagon. Right. right. Like we can just chuck the wagon. We don't need the wagon. Yeah. There's no, no wagon here. And so many people come to us saying, you know, I, I just want eating to be an enjoyable piece of my life. I don't want it to be so stressful. I don't want it to suck up so much of my time and energy. I just want to eat. (laughs) Food is important and I love eating, but I don't want to think about it all the time. I want to think about how, what, when, you know, how much, where I'm going to eat every day, all the time. It's exhausting. Yeah, it really is. And when we always are thinking of when am I going to get that cheat, then we're always, we're always looking into the future. Mm-hmm. Or we're feeling guilty about the past, which pulls us right out of living right here, right now in this moment where there is no anxiety. Yeah. You always talk about that, Stephanie. Yeah. Anxiety is a future state. And um, so we can't, we cannot, you know, be mindful and live in the future at the same time. And if we're always looking forward to, to that next cheat day, then we're discounting six days of the week mm-hmm. of eating that can be healthful and pleasurable at the same time. And one thing we worked on with our six weekers was identifying trigger foods. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important piece of this puzzle as well is knowing yourself and you know, and, and Suzanne is, is fine with us using her name. So I'm going to, I'm going to say Suzanne, she's actually very honored and, and, and proud that she did this, that she went through and she cut out that sugar and you're an addictions specialist, um, mm-hmm. Stephanie. And can you talk to how it's okay to have, as long as you're identifying those trigger foods and saying, you know what, there are some certain foods that I have a physical addiction for, maybe also the emotional and mental side of that, but that I just need to stay away from altogether. That no, I don't want to cheat with it. I don't want to even engage in it at all because it, it triggers a response that I'm yeah. not willing to. And then being in that place where you're able to say that to yourself 
and make that choice as Suzanne opened the cabinet that she would normally not be able to resist going in there and taking those cookies that she can now say, here's why I'm not going to do that. I'm taking that power pause that we talk about so much in the self-empowerment coaching system. And she took takes that pause now, makes a conscious choice and, and remembers that that is one of her triggers. What thoughts do you have about that? Yeah, absolutely. So there are certain, certain foods and, and even, you know, like a category of food, like sugar, that just is, is something that some of us have to take out of our lives completely. And we're not talking about healthful foods. We're talking about, you know, things that are really highly addictive, those things that have a lot of sugar or a lot of salt or both, and as well as fat, you know, the the response in our bodies when we when we take in those foods is we we kind of go into a place of compulsion mm. with them because i mean our brain kind of overrides things and it's not our thinking conscious brain it is that limbic system and it help and it just knows how to give us the most dopamine for our buck and so it takes kind of takes over and I'll use my own stuff. If I've got a box of pop tarts in the house, I cannot just eat one. I mean, I don't know what it is about pop tarts, but they are highly addictive for me. I'm sure that there's a lot of emotional components to that. That was a food that was, was a reward and was, it was very comforting and it was something we didn't have all the time at home. And so I I can't have a pop tart. It cannot be in the house, but there are other foods that, that I'm fine with being in the house because I won't actually choose them, even though they may have some of the same components of sugar and fat and all of those things. And it's okay to know what those are. It's okay to, to say to yourself, okay, I, I am never going to eat that again because I know it takes me to a different place. Mm-hmm. And, and it's important to identify those and, and get those out of the house. And then when we're talking about cheating, those can't be on your list. Right. Yes. <laughs> they, they can't be on the list of cheat foods. It has to be, you know, they have to be things that you're not going to, you're not going to have a treat. They aren't treats. These are triggers. They are. So it, you have to, you know, be strong and get them out. When you think about it, that's really the opposite of a treat. Yeah. Because it causes stress and it doesn't feel good. You exactly. get of two minutes of pleasure and then a week of feeling crappy first physically and then emotionally, mentally. And it keeps you in that self-sabotaging cycle. So it's not that's not much of a treat. No, it really isn't. It really isn't. As humans, we aren't very good about remembering consequences. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> And our more pleasurable experiences, we remember them more pleasurable than they actually are. So it's a little bit like chasing that first high, engaging with those foods. And and it's not going to be a pleasurable experience. So true. I'm laughing because that just takes me back to my, my crazy, crazy days, (laughs) party days. And yeah, once you, once you get that hangover, but then a week later, that, that during that hangover, you're saying, wow, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> and then you go right. on or I go on for years <laughs> doing that again and again, week after week. Cause by the next time, the next weekend rolls around, it fades, it fades. It does. The, the 
consequence, the negative consequence fades and the fun time memories get inflated. Yeah. Well, and that's exactly what it happens with, with these types of foods, Yeah, you know, is that we, we think they're just so much better than they actually are. If you look at the ingredients in Mountain Dew, there's nothing fun about those ingredients. Just like if you think about your hangover, was the, was the time really that fun or are you remembering it as being fun? I don't know. At the moment, I'm remembering it. I'm remembering it as being really freaking fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. But you and know what? I'm not, I'm not in a place I'm going to do it again now at this point in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're remembering the, the amount of fun you are actually, you've come to a place where you can remember the amount of fun in relation to the amount of pain yes. and make a good decision. Correct. So, yeah. <laughs> so true. Oh my gosh. Yes. I just want to kind of wrap this up full circle here is that what helped Suzanne and the foundation for the changes people have been able to make with their disordered eating and cutting out their trigger foods and making these conscious and mindful choices. It's all about the sex. Yes. All about the sex. Self-empowerment <laughs> coaching system, people. Where are your minds? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a game changer. It's a life changer. And it will just change the way you operate and move through the world for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So practicing it, mastering it, understanding it, using it, it's key, you guys. It's really, really key. So if you haven't Absolutely. gone and uh, watched our episode number, I'm going to say seven. <laughs> I think it's seven. <laughs> Lucky number seven on the self-environment coaching system. Go check it out and really recommend you writing, writing it down, journaling about it yeah. as, a, as a way to, to really start incorporating it. Cause it takes practice. It does take practice, take practice and, and writing it down, gets it in your brain a few different ways, but also then you have that thought record, you know, so you can go back to it and you can start looking for patterns, patterns of things that aren't working for you that keep popping up. And that's a really important component to, if you're using it to change your life is looking at those patterns. Absolutely. Mm. Well, very cool. Thanks Stephanie for all your wisdom today. Yeah. All right, you guys, we're going to wrap it up here. We have a new Telegram channel. Yes, join us on the Telegram channel. If you're not with Telegram yet, you know what? It's time. Yeah, all the cool kids are there. <laughs> I was going to say that, but then I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm not even on TikTok or whatever that is. I, you've, got, you've got teenagers, so I'm sure you stay up to date on that stuff. But I've got enough social media platforms. But Telegram, <laughs> Telegram, I'm really loving. And people are joining it right and left now. It's just such a great way for us to be able to bring you some of the stuff we're doing in our, our Facebook group as well, because not everybody loves Facebook and I, I get it. Yeah. If it weren't for business, I probably wouldn't be on Facebook either. <laughs> I hear you. But, but, but Telegram's awesome. So we can kind of bring you some of that excitement, that motivation, the announcements of things we're doing, like the breath work we're doing so that you don't have to be a member of our Facebook group to still join us and be a part of our community. So we will put the, the links to uh, join us in that Telegram group in the show notes. And we'd love to see you there. Yeah. Come on over. All right. Until next time. Until next time.